Well, everyone, hope you had a good holiday season. We are back. We are Two Dudes Ranked Tunes. I'm Bradley Cooper. And I am Curtis Cooper, and I hope your holidays were not a mechanical illusion. <laughs> I hope you didn't have to restart your Electro Heart <laughs> over and over. Yeah, so we're talking about Amaranth's album, The Nexus. This is the last album in Love Month. Love, love. Which is all about, you know, songs and albums that we both enjoy. So, just a little bit of background. Um, you were actually introduced me to Amaranth. I remember. Mm. I remember it. We were. Um, we were in your college town. Yep. And you were, you were visiting. Yeah, I was visiting, and we were at this store that sells a lot of used records, used music, used books, video games, all that. And you said, "Hey, you should check out Amaranth if they have it." So I did, and I thought, you know, this is actually pretty good. Which album did you get? The Nexus. This one that oh, we're reviewing today. Oh, nice! Magical. So, a little background on Amaranth, the band itself. It was founded in 2008 in Gothenburg, Sweden, which is a major center for that sort of music. Yep. It is well known for both harsh and pop vocals, with a large influx of electronic music as well. I'd say this is some of the most easily accessible, like, metal featuring, like, death screaming. Yeah, it's very accessible, so... I was curious, because whenever you have a group like this, you're going to have people who love it or hate it, and all sorts in between. So I looked up on Reddit. I went on a Reddit search. And as old, as our old pal Jordan Peterson would say, when you go on Reddit, it's a search to, to counter the chaos beast. <laughs> <laughs> and when you slay the chaos beast, you can finally clean your room. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta watch out for the chaos beast. Yep. So I found a number of takes. Some said they're a bit corny, and they all sound the same. Others said they really liked it. Personally, I think Amrath did something interesting with this, which certainly I think people are starting to copy to a certain extent, but they mm-hmm. definitely have their own unique sound. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, like, obviously techno beats mixed into, like, the metal sounds. But they yeah. also go pretty heavy at yeah. certain points. Yeah, they definitely have... There's something here for everyone, like we said. So, with that being in mind, so this album in particular... It seems like it might be a concept album. It's a little, yeah. it's a little uncertain. Yeah, like I think let let's just get one of my big negatives of the album out of the way real quick. Um, I think this album would have been a lot stronger for me if it were a concept story album about this subject matter. Yeah, I agree. Because I... like there are some songs that feel connected, uh-huh. like in what they're trying to like convey. In terms of like, oh yeah, like we'll we'll talk about like the AI and like the human augmentation and stuff, but without that kind of story through line, it can feel a little samey at points. That's that was one point I had too. It seemed like there's an overall theme to this album, which is about transhumanism, but there's not really an overarching narrative to connect it all. Yeah, it's all just sort of disjointed. So let's talk about the first song, which is Afterlife. I think this is, as far as introductions to Amaranth go, I thought this is a pretty good one, both to the band itself and to the album. Mm -hmm. Because it starts fast and it goes really hard, and the speed is definitely a big aspect of Amaranth. Their songs are very fast, you're not going to find a particularly long Amaranth song. What were your thoughts on this song? Yeah, I love the rapid pace, and... This song, even more than most of the songs on the album, like it switches between their voices rapidly. Yes, it does. Which is fun. Yeah, you never... That's one thing. If you don't like the harsh vocals, they're not going to focus too long on that. If you don't really like the soft vocals, well, it switches back and forth really quickly. Yeah. 
my fate i it seems to describe waking up in some sort of digital afterlife yeah. either like in cyberspace cyberspace or as like a cyborg potentially or even maybe as an ai yeah yeah this is ai generated music don't you know <laughs> artist approved which is kind of funny cuz ai is obviously it's a topic that's been going on for quite some time. It's gotten a new burst of energy now that the discussion around AI-generated art has mm-hmm. come about. Which, okay, let's 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 turn around a little bit. What do you think about AI-generated art? Oh, AI-generated... I mean... Well, because, like, the, the more I've read about it, the more it's, like, impossible for AI to not copy some artists yeah. at some point. Because, like, I mean, what is AI if not... A bunch of human experience thrown into code and it's exactly. averaged out. Exactly. So it's going to steal some people, and also it's just it's just the fact that it's going to steal work from artists because people can say, "Well, why would I pay an artist when I can just do this AI art?" Yeah, and like throw it like five bucks or something. Yeah, exactly. So I say my favorite lyric on this song to go back to the song Afterlife is I think the chorus. So wake me up to an everlasting afterlife. It is designed from the secrets I hide. Yeah, I can't do her voice. <laughs> uh, I can't do the screamo guy's voice either. But my favorite lyric was synthetic Christ machine. I'm forced to live with abnormality. <laughs> synthetic Christ machine, don't you know? <laughs> That just sounds like, <laughs> yeah. That, that's that that lyric was something. That's some that's some edgy content right there. Yeah, I think with these songs, here here's one way I look at them. It's very easy to just vibe to these songs. Yeah, but you can also say, okay, I can see there's a message. Yeah, of some yeah, sorts. Yeah. I, I really I like the song. I thought it was a good introduction. I gave it a fifteen. Yeah, it was really. Good. I gave it a sixteen. Special shout out to the guitar solo. It was good. Oh yeah, this. Amaranth has some really good guitar solos. I can mm-hmm. give it that. So let's average that out. Why Why did I need to type that up? It's like 15, 15 <laughs> plus 16. Like, that's obviously 15.5. Well, you know, you just got to make sure you got to check your work. Yep. So let's talk about Invisible. So this song in particular seems to give me very much Neo vibes. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. And, like, so we talk about, like, different, like, um, tropes of like lyrics and songs but this is one of the lesser talked about tropes that i really appreciate i love me a good quote i am the ethereal evil song yeah <laughs> i'm the ethereal evil don't you know and like you can't escape me because i'm all powerful yep i thought it was a strong fall to afterlife it keeps the tone steady mm-hmm. it's really tough to actually pick between this one and afterlife which one is better because mm. they're both very similar but yeah. My favorite lyric was, I am your dream in disguise, I am your enemy, I am the shadows you fear, the code awakens. <laughs> I chose another uh, heavy lyric for this. Inject the brutal vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that brutal vaccine. I apologize, my son has decided that he wants to join in on the recording. It's all good. Sometimes we just gotta have a special guest on the episode. Yes. This is Isaac. He is the the son of Brad. Yes. How are you doing? Did you want to join the podcast? All right. So this song in particular, um, I think it's a pretty good one. I thought most of the harsh vocals are pretty understandable. Yeah. Which, I don't know how everyone else feels about this. I can kind of go back and forth. I generally prefer it if you can at least understand what they're saying with harsh vocals. Mm -hmm. 
Overall, I thought the song was a pretty good follow-up. I gave it a 14.5. I gave it a 14. Ooh. We are in proper lock lockstep so far. All right, so with that being said, let's continue on to talk about The Nexus, the album title and song. Mm-hmm. So The Nexus, um, do you know what The Nexus means? What is The Nexus about? I really don't know. <laughs> All right, you know what? We're going to do a live Google. Let's look up what the word The Nexus means. The Nexus meaning. It means, according to the dictionary... A connection or series of connections linking two or more things. Hmm. Yeah, so basically like a network of like minds, I think, when they're talking about like... Because they talk a lot about AI and like human augmentation. Yeah. Very, isn't, very cyberpunky. Isn't the uh, the main hub world in Demon Souls called the Nexus? Yep, yep. yep. Demon Souls is a quality game. It is a quality game. So I, I like the parts where there's something read out loud in the background, even though I can't quite tell what they're saying. <laughs> can't quite put my finger on it. Like, it sounds like something you would see Stephen Hawking say. That, yeah. that seems to yeah. be the idea I get. Yeah. But I think it gives a little character to it. Yeah, and I like that they emphasize the techno aspects even harder in this specific song. Mm -hmm. I think these three songs do blend together, but I yeah. do think... The cool thing about this album is you can listen to it all the way through and you can get the vibe of what they're trying to get at. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it has a very strong vibe and yeah. symbolism that they keep throughout the entire album. And like most of the albums you listen to on Love Month, like, despite the fact that this might not have, like, 720s or anything, yeah. like, it's super consistent and, like, I didn't do this, but I could have easily made the case that, like, every song on here is, like, a 14 to a 16. You know, that was exactly what I was thinking, because if you look at this album, like, yeah, not many of them rise above that ranking, but not many of them fall below yeah, that Yeah, exactly. My favorite lyric was, I rise so you can be a part of me. I hide as part of the machinery. Mine was, I'm the spine in the flame, just let it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be the spine in the flame, don't you know? The bridge really shreds on this song, too. I agree. Like, I, I don't like it as good as Afterlife or yeah. Invisible, but I liked it quite a lot. There's mm -hmm. not a whole lot to say about it, so I gave it a 13. What'd you give it? I gave it a 15.5. Ooh, that's pretty good. It was in between Afterlife and in, in, Invisible for me. Yeah, and the, and the thing with a lot of these songs is you have to realize sometimes an argument can be made for anywhere between 12 to 16. Yeah, literally. Because, <laughs> I mean, anything like... Anything like 10 and above is like a pretty decent song. So Exactly. So the theory of everything moving right along. So initially I thought, I, I could sworn I heard this title before, and it's actually a title of a movie about Stephen Hawking, but mm. that movie actually came out after this song. Really? Huh. So I'm not really sure if that had a relevance before the movie or not, mm -hmm. it, but it's a cool title. Uh, it's, uh, this song is positive and has some really powerful energy. It's the most, it's definitely the most power metal of any of the songs yeah, on the album yeah. so far. Mm -hmm. Really good solos. What did you think about it? Yeah, I thought it was a solid song. I liked that, um, it's focusing more on, like, the evolution from, like, man to machine and, like, achieving, uh -huh. even, like, achieving, like, godhood via machines and, like, yes. augmenting yourself. Um, but also, like, the... This album talks a lot about, like, the downsides to, like, immortality and, like, yeah. achieving, like, digital eternal life and evolving into, like, a cold synthetic species. Yeah. And I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's definitely, like, it's definitely a concept that a lot of people have covered. Oh, I, yeah. I think they do a pretty good job on it. And also, I'll say, 
they don't necessarily make it a hundred percent negative throughout. No, yeah. That would be way too easy. Be easy yeah. to be like, oh, you know, think about that. Turn us into machines. <laughs> think about how bad that is. Machines are bad. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite lyric was, "We will wars undo, make the oceans blue, paint the heavens with stars." <laughs> Mine was, "Tell me why dystopia has filled our hearts." <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that like. I, my favorite lyrics tend to be Eliza, the girls, the woman's parts, and yours tend to be the screaming parts. Yeah, yeah, that so far at least. Yeah, this one, I really like the solos in it, too. Mm-hmm. I thought perhaps this could be about the rebel group within the Nexus. Ooh, we gotta fight the machines! <laughs> I'm gonna take those machines down! So I like this one. I gave it a 16. I gave it a 15. Hmm. Uh, I love how we're all within the set same... Yep, the 12 to 16... <laughs> Oh man, we've got multiple ties already. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because I, I I put I put a couple silly scores here to separate them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get silly. <laughs> All right, so why don't you lead us into the next song, Stardust? Does um, it lead the way? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, the Stardust will lead the way, and this song is very thematically similar to Theory of Everything, where it's talking about the transition from human to synthetic, yeah. but it kind of describes the process a lot more violently yeah. than Theory of Everything does, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I love the little twinkling sounds in the background, mm-hmm. like stars. I think there are definitely really strong choruses throughout this album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to really tell the specific meaning of the song other than like either that transition or like, oh, it's you know general human spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. What was your favorite lyric? My favorite lyric was, An image of godless ideals is what reflects in these eyes. Yep. Mine was, Because I won't give it up. I've seen enough. And I will never stop a universe where stardust leads the way. <laughs> Good, Jim. Okay, now I have I have a philosophical question. All right, what's your philosophical Welcome question? Welcome to our podcast within the podcast... Brad talks philosophy. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. So, Brad, are you familiar with the human machine? The idea of the human machine singularity. Yes, it's it's essentially this idea where eventually machines will get so advanced that we are able, in some ways, to merge or upload yeah. our consciousness to the machine. Yeah, and it's kind of like a ship of Theseus thing, where like if you take enough parts and replace them in humans, do they cease to be human? Yeah. And my question to you is, will human beings actually reach the machine singularity? Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. I think there, there's a whole lot of elements at play here. You've got the elements of, can you reduce humanity to just pure code? Is there like a spiritual component to humanity? Would yeah. that survive? There's the soul box. The soul box, yeah. How, what actually, I think... The instant you get into that, you're going to get into questions of what even ends consciousness and humanity. I don't, I don't know if if we would, if when we would reach that, if it would necessarily still be something human. I yeah. feel there would be something critical, very much lost in that mm-hmm. equation. I think what you might get is something to reference an anime that we both watched. Darling in the Franks. Oh man, there's there's some existentialism in that. Yeah. One. So in Darling in the Franks, so for those who don't know, it's it's the show has some issues, but basically <laughs> it's a show set far in the future 
where most of humanity has, has done that. They've uploaded their brains into kind of this computer. Yep. And you meet some of those people, and they're immortal, but one guy is just sort of locked in the machine, and they're just saying, oh, he's getting his daily, like, dose of dopamine or something. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what it would be like, where it would just be, oh, you're getting, you know, your dose of serotonin, so you feel good today. Or, Very much like a Brave New World situation. Yeah, I feel like it would, it would be much more similar to that. And something would be missing, yeah. that soul component, if you want to call it a soul component, or maybe uh, a higher consciousness. A higher consciousness, human desire. I just don't think they would mix particularly well, especially because when you think about how AI is today, AI learns, but it's not really learning. It's just putting together patterns. Yeah. And it's been, I saw this one meme once that said AI, it, it was that, it was a SpongeBob meme, actually. Advanced AI, take it away, if slash then statements. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, obviously that's a huge, um, un, not an understatement, oversimplification, but that's kind of what it is. It's just patterns nested within each other, and I don't think you can relegate human experience to nothing but patterns. Yeah, nothing but, like, raw data and yeah. code. What do you think? Yeah, I think, um, I guess I have kind of a more... I don't know, I guess, primal reason for why I don't think humanity would ever truly achieve something like that, like basically transferring our souls into something different yeah. from our own bodies. And that is, like, the the idea of Uncanny Valley. Because, mm. like, human beings, for some reason, are programmed to feel, like, a primal discomfort when we see something that appears human but is not human. Right. And that, like, latent, like, code within us, it's like, no, like, we know how to suss out what a real human looks like. Mm -hmm. And so when we see something like, oh, like a video game or something that, like, has some really, like, high-quality CG, like, we still don't think of that as, like, watching a movie. Right. We think, we still, like, oh, no, this is artificial. And so... I don't know. I think that there is. I think there is some kind of genetic factor within us that blocks that. And, I, but if yeah. like, if we were to be able to genetically engineer around that, mm -hmm. then I think it's possible. But I don't know if we'll ever get there. Yeah, you would almost have to replace every. You would have to replace all the interior equipment without any of the exterior equipment. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get myself an electro penis. <laughs> That should have been their next song. <laughs> I'm gonna get a metal butt. <laughs> metal butt. So yeah, that was a that was a fun conversation. I like it. I like it when music can bring out yep. philosophy. A little philosophy. Tune in next week when we talk about the philosophy of Hollywood undead. <laughs> so what was your score, Stardust? Since that was oh, when we were on Stardust, I gave a fifteen point two five. I gave it a fourteen. <laughs> the philosophy of Hollywood <laughs> Well, you see, Johnny Three really represents the American dream and how it can go wrong. <laughs> because he is sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's talk about how... Do you want to burn with me? Burn with me. Yeah, this song, um... It's slow okay, one. I guess. Slow one. It's definitely a slow one, and let's... Okay. You're not as big fan of slow music. For me, it depends on the song. Yeah, yeah. Hit or miss. I think this one, it's a little bit more melancholic. Mm -hmm. It does definitely drop the energy. Yeah. Um, it could just be about, like, lost love, which is kind of weird to talk about. Mm -hmm. It could be trying to change someone. It could be about human mortality. Or, like, even, like, how to, like, navigate love in a post-human world. Yeah. 
Post-human survival horror. <laughs> I have some mixed thoughts about this one. It's got some passion, but I usually skip it, to be honest. Yeah. There are better melancholic songs. Um, my favorite lyric was, I'm just an empty shell, another's friend, transformed to someone else. Yep, same. Same. That was my favorite, too. Yeah, it's just... It's it's okay. It just... Not, nothing about it really speaks to me. No, no, me neither. Yeah, for that, I gave it a 10. Yeah, I gave it a 12. 12... Watch someone's That's Their Favorite Song be, How dare you? <laughs> Burn With Me is a great song. And hey, if you all are thinking about leaving a nice review on our podcast, feel free to add in your personal how dare you's for our song. Yes, add in your how dare you's. You can review us on Apple or Spotify, because we're on both. Or you can just follow us on Twitter on Toon Dudes Rank. Is it Dudes Rank? I'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's let's do a quick Google search because I can never. I don't know about you. I can never remember my Twitter tagline. Google. It's uh tunes. It's tunes rank. Tunes rank. Capital T and R. Yeah. Look us up on there and you know give us your thoughts. Send us your DMs. Oh yeah. Send us all the DMs. So let's move on from "Burn to Me" to the general grievous song, "Mechanical Illusion." <laughs> yeah, it's a the song. Okay, this is where we're going to get into some of the problems with this album, and that's a lot of these songs are starting to run together. Yeah, they're starting to blend. Mm-hmm. I do I do think that this one has a really solid chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, Mechanical Illusion is a fun thing to say. It is. I think it's got some good riffs. Yeah. Uh, I respect its disorientating lyrics make it difficult to tell what's happening. Yeah, kind of like talking about like the tragedy of like human singularity. Yeah. I like the one, Awaken me in my fraction of infinity, as, frames ari- as flames arise, I boil. And I, I really liked, Enhanced with powers never to be seen, I faltered in a darkened dream. You know, this, I, I feel like this would make a good Evangelion song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Evangelion but... also talks a lot about the singularity, but it's more of like a melding of all human consciousness together. Yeah, kind of like a, like a, not, less of a physical and more of like a spiritual singularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one, again, this is one of those okay ones. I gave it a 12. I actually was a little higher on it. I gave it a 16.25. Ooh, that's pretty high. I, I like did, that. I did like this one. Oh, my goodness. Well, we don't have two... Okay, we've got we've got a few ties. We'll have, to, we'll have to see how this goes. Have to declare a special caucus. Okay, but then we move on to a song that I think gets the energy back, and mm-hmm. that is Razorblade. Razorblade! This song, okay, there are lots of stuff going for this song. I really like the energy for it. I like its aggressive tones. I like how I like the chorus going up to the stop, never fall, never drop. Like this one bops. Yeah, it does bop, and I like the positive message. And I love that the positive me- positive message is buttressed <laughs> <laughs> by um. So that they're like, oh yeah, never give up, never give in, but we're also evil AIs. And my favorite lyric was, there's darkness in my veins. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, we're pretty evil, but yeah. don't give up. <laughs> my favorite lyric was, nothing will stand in my way. Adrenaline runs in my veins. Justice prevails in my name, says into the sea. It's like that Key and Peele uh, Hogwarts video. Like, the kids are evil. I mean, the, the babies are evil. But the kids, they're good kids. <laughs> <laughs> kids are good kids. <laughs> Oh, that's great. You know, this is another one of those examples of misunderstood lyrics. I always thought she said, justice prevails in my name. But no, justice prevails and my name has entered the scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny how we, like, misinterpret a bunch of lyrics. 
Yeah, this one, I gave this one a ridiculously high score. I gave this one a 19. Ooh, I gave it a 13. Hmm, not... It's hmm, on the cusp. It's, it's right on the cusp. I'll allow it if you want it. Oh, I'll allow it. <laughs> All right, so talk about the future. Is it on hold? Future is on hold. Um, well, we're talking about immortality again and how it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's not necessarily a new one. We're talking about empty souls and, like, empty shells. And, yep, that's that, that's another thing yeah, they've been talking yeah. about. Yeah, this is another thing we've talked about, like, 50 times already. Yep. Uh, it sounds way too samey. Uh, yeah, not much to say. My favorite lyric was, now I'm frozen and cold. I'm left alone with empty souls. My favorite lyric was, Divine, I tend to God's design. <laughs> Your divisive <laughs> hatred will never go away. Yeah, it's okay. I gave it a 10.5. I liked it a good bit. I liked it. I gave it a 15.75. Nice. I love how we're like, yeah, this song's not very good. 15. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just a very high floor to this album. Oh, yeah. Like... And when we talk about songs sort of getting old, even if you took these songs and just heard them by themselves without the context of the album, you'd be like, okay, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get the energy back with Electro Heart. Now this has some bopping energy right yeah, here. It's fun. It's bopping. It thumps. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of a certain game. And I know which game you're thinking of. Mm. A certain game that rhymes with buttsometer. <laughs> buttometer. Buttometer. <laughs> oh, yep. Beer buttometer. <laughs> there might be butts in that game. Yep. It's it's impossible to beat the intro, which is restart electro hot, deja vu, and fall apart, five minutes falling back with my electro heart. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like the the fact that the song just explodes right off the gate. Um, I like, uh, so, yes, thematically it's very similar to the other songs, but they do add some wrinkles into this, in the lyrics, where it's like, fully plunging into the cold darkness of artificial life and hurting everyone else for your amusement. So, like, this is like them going, like, full villain mode yeah. in this album, which is really fun. It's cool to see them, like, being like, oh, are we the good, are we the goodies, or are we the baddies? Yep, yep. I think we're the baddies. <laughs> we might be the baddies. Yeah, this one is just fun, um... As, uh, it's interesting because it keeps on going back and forth. Are they in the Are they in the Matrix? Are they cyborgs? Why not both? Yeah, yeah, literally. Why not a little bit of both? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like human evolution, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, my favorite lyric was, "And as silence surrounds me with echoes of cries from my with my electro heart, electro heart, fall apart." Yeah, this one's impossible to beat. It's a 20. 20! 20! Let's go! 20. We need an opposite of how dare you. We need a thank you opposite. <laughs> you shouldn't have. <laughs> or we could go with the pleasure is mine. <laughs> the pleasure is mine. <laughs> so then let's bring the energy right down again with transhuman. Which hmm. is like, uh, this is one I never remember. Yeah, no, I, I forgot the song existed. It's, uh, my, I do like some of the lyrics. My revenge stands for words to inspire. Will humanity see what I need? Yeah, my favorite lyric was reborn in cosmic fire. I like that a lot. Um, the bridge is heavy and fun. Yeah, it is. 
I think it's a strong one as a summation of the themes of the album. Yeah. Robert runs in this that that issue again. It's like yeah. mm, talking about the same. I thing like that they mentioned like the unnatural light coming from like a cyborg's eyes, kind of like mentioning the uncanny valley and like the discomfort you feel. Yeah, it would have to be weird if you think about just a sight with cyborgs and humans running around because you would you just be a regular person you see a cyborg and something would be off Mm -hmm. and i think maybe that's why they're getting to the fact of some of them becoming evil that they're losing something yeah it's it's a very unnatural sort of evil too it's just where something got turned off Mm -hmm. yeah this one i gave a 12.5 Ooh, nice i gave it a 13.5 not bad not bad all right so let's let's Score that up, and then we'll get into the last song of the album. We'll briefly mention a little bit about the two bonus songs, because there mm-hmm. are two bonus songs on this track, which are fun. I gave one of them a special score. Ooh, <laughs> you gotta have a special score! <laughs> Alright, talk about Infinity. Infinity is even more of a summation of the album. Um, we're, mm-hmm. we're reflecting on immortality again. Yep. Man, immortality seems to suck when you're a sad robot. <laughs> <laughs> Man, immortality sucks when you're sad. I'm, I'm immortal. Why don't you love me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Transhumanism is real. Why don't you love me? <laughs> I have robo-penis. Why don't you love <laughs> me? <laughs> I do like how it's a bit more optimistic about transhumanism or how yeah. eternity being wrapped up in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think this song sounds different than the others. Mm-hmm. That's why I like this one better than some of the other samey ones. Yeah, I, I do like it. I do like it a good bit. Um, I like My favorite lyric is, while the sun devours our history. Yep. My favorite was, Infinity for a moment in time Will memories be revived? You better turn the pages in the chapters of life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like this song. I gave it a good solo. I gave it a 15.5. I gave it a 15. Nice. Not a single how dare you. Nope. All right. So let me just type that one in. And then... Let's talk about the two bonus songs. Some acoustic babies. Yeah. So Amaranthine is a that's an acoustic cover of a song off their first album. It's a love song. It's a very nice Swedish love song. Mm-hmm. I thought I liked it quite a bit. I gave it a twenty. I really liked it. What? Yes, I really liked all it. All right, all right, all right. I gave it a fourteen. It's pretty good. <laughs> See, but the thing is, this isn't going to be included in our overall scores. No, nope. they're bonus. Exactly. So, then, Lee, so does that disqualify the how dare yous if they are in the zone? You have to put a how bare you. <laughs> <laughs> Leave everything behind. I gave it ten. <laughs> I gave it a 15.1. I told you, a very special score. Now that's a special score, all right? Yep, all right. So let's talk about the... (laughs) They should put that review on whenever they re-release this album. This song got a very special score (laughs) Two Dudes Ranked Two. A very special score. All right. So at the bottom, we got Burn With Me with 11, mm-hmm. Transhuman with a 13, Future on Hold, 13.125, Mechanical Illusion, 14.125, Mechanical Illusion, The Nexus and Invisible, 14.25, Stardust, 14.625, Infinity, 15.25, and then third place is a tie with Afterlife and Theory of Everything. I think Afterlife is yeah, a little better. I think so too. And then Razorblade, the 16, then Electro Heart with an even 20. I like it. 
That's a good one. That is that is a good top three. I approve. All right, so I want to talk, do something a little different. So I decided to do something where I would average out all my scores and get an idea of what would an average, the overall score be if I took that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not necessarily taking this, but I average all the scores out, and I got a 71.9. Ooh. But I think I like this one album a little bit better than that. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I... Um... I think that this is a very consistent album. Mm-hmm. Um, it obviously has one top tier banger. Yeah, and it's a good album from a consistency, like just listenability standpoint. It is, um, but I think that there are other albums I like more. Yes. So I would. I'm thinking yeah. 78 for yeah. this album for me. Yeah, I would probably give it around a 77. And my reason for that is just because I think, like you said, it's a... So you said 79 or 78? 78. 78, and I said 77, okay. Yeah, I think overall it's a good album. It's just that some of the songs are a little samey. It has a pretty good vibe. But again, like, that's a really... That's saying a lot for an album, that there's Mm -hmm. none, none of them that drop below a 10. Yeah. So that gives it a 77.5. Who's that tied with? 1X. <laughs> oh, I am definitely more connected to 1X. Than yeah, I let's make it a 77.4. Or a 77.25. I like that. <laughs> How about a 77.1? A special score. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> a very special score. All right, so that is... This is The Nexus. Mm-hmm. With 77.1. 77.1. All right, so before we come back, so we're going to do something special for next week. Super special. So you may have heard Spotify Wrapped, which came out beginning of December. Mm -hmm. But we're going to do something where we take the top six songs for each of us, and we're going to trade them off. The top six songs from our Spotify Wrapped. Yep. We're We're going to write those down, text them to each other. And then we're going to rank those songs, then we're just going to discuss them. Now, none of us can control what the other one does. So, um... I'm going to go ahead and announce my songs. All right. I will do the same. Let me just pull up my Spotify. So my top six songs, I'm going to go from six to one. And this is obviously in the order of like how much I played the songs. Okay. So at number six, we have Feast of Fire by Trivium. Okay. Ooh. Some metal for you. Okay. Um, three of these songs we've reviewed this year. Oh, man. Uh, number five, we have Fall by Eminem. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you get you get to re-rank that one okay, yeah. with some new, fresh eyes. I like that. Uh, actually, four of the six are ones we've reviewed. Oh, that's fine. Um, we have The Saints of Violence and Innuendo coming at number four by Shine Ooh. Uh Number three, we have Happy When I Die, Hollywood Undead. Okay. Number two, we have Illest Mother Effer Alive oh. by Jay-Z and Kanye West. <laughs> oh, save me. Uh, and then number one, Kingslayer by Bring Me the Horizon mm. and Baby Metal. Okay. All right. So, at number six, we have The Steeple by Hailstorm. Mm-hmm. At number five, we got The Evil King by Nate Wants to Battle. Yes. At number four, we got Yggdrasil by The Brothers of Metal. Oh, that's a good one. Yep. Number three, we got Put Your Back Into the Ore by Amon Amarth. Mm-hmm. Number two, we got Black Sheep by Dorothy. Nice. And number one, we have The Unkillable Soldier by Sabaton. Oh, that's a good list. That's a All good right. list. 
So we'll text each other those so we remember them, and please stay tuned for when we review that. And, and, and we'll prepare a few other end-of-the-year surprises. Oh, yes, we got some few end-of-the-year surprises. Anyway, thanks for joining us. I am Bradley Cooper. And I'm Curtis Cooper. Stay ranking. Rank!